This mini-sode is powered by Expats. I love that. And so if you don't mind, let's let's keep on the topic of BP setup and rounds. I know that a couple of weeks ago I did a podcast over this. What do your rounds look like? And you mentioned that you've got three groups on defense. Are they playing it live off the bat, like team defense, or just they're trying to get their work in? No, live off the bat is okay. the preferred for two of the three rotations. So uh, being that we have outfielders, so usually you'll have two outfielders at least at each position. So we want them to rotate through. And so they're not getting every rep that they're getting. You know, this group, he can be on and this one can take off. Uh, I think that's an important thing. And then getting them to play a different position for their next rotation, because I want outfielders to have that flexibility. That's something that we prioritize within their development, because I think, especially from an outfield side, you need to challenge yourself and creep as much as you can. I think that the more you press on the defensive side as an outfielder, the more you learn about what you can do overhead which is something I learned from my brother-in-law, who was a great outfielder, uh, played with the Angels. When he was in junior college, he really took off defensively, and he was a football player. And so what he understood was angles and hips. He was a cover corner on a state championship football team in Florida, which is saying a lot. And he really understood that it wasn't always about his speed. It was more about you know his angles and his ability to cover somebody, right? Like within the context of wide receivers. Right. But when you bring that into center field and you play a press defense, what you're doing every day is understanding that your jumps have to improve, your route efficiency has to improve. And so that's something that I want our outfielders to take pride in. And we were a struggling defensive team early this season. And I think that the thing that we got better at was the way they were challenging each other to be defensively during practice. And so it's easy to say <laughs> I'm so dismissive sometimes of outfitters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, just go play 500, right? You know, like, what do you guys do? Well, you yeah. know, we're catchers. We got to work really hard. Well, I think that if you, I think that if you put them in a setting where they're constantly challenging themselves to get the next ball, and oh man, that one got me today. But you know, tomorrow, you know, I'm going to start here. I think that's such a cool thing for them to learn, and then it becomes competition amongst them in the outfield. And sometimes they learn more about themselves than they thought. They're pigeonholed as a left fielder, but they get the center field, and and now they have just a different perspective as to ball flight and ball angle, and uh, they they become a more well-rounded outfielder that that gives your lineup a little bit more versatility in the event that you have to pinch run, pinch hit, do do the things that we that are necessary to win baseball games. And so on your offensive rounds, what what do those look like? I definitely change it to the group. And so I I, I think that sometimes um you know we have a four hole catcher who he leads our program in a lot of major categories like over the course of a career. It's gonna be a probably a top five round draft pick this year. And so, you know, I do believe in back control and I do believe that he needs to understand how to, you know, hit and run or hit behind the guy, but he has the ability to, he doesn't have to get a guy over. He can hit it over the outfielder's head, you know, to right center. And so, you know, using, using, I think an individual approach is I have a general template, which would be, we're going to have either two bunts or four bunts, depending if the player has a drag push in it. So four bunts, three backside, and then we're going to go two back, two in. Then our next round will be three three stingers is what we call them. And stingers are, 
you know, remember in the old uh, Peanuts where Charlie Brown used to have line drives hit at him by Lucy, like right back at him, and his hat would fall. Well, that's kind of the the concept behind it. We want guys like to um, to really hit drive baseballs through the through the batter's box, and uh, a stinger is a hard hit, squared up ball to the backside. And, and really, what that is is when you tell people to hit backside, they they often try to use the line, and I don't like the line. I, I think I I want them to understand that if they hold the angle in their barrel. A backside hit could be, if I'm a right-handed hitter, to the left of the shortstop. Uh, a one-hopper through the second baseman. You know, it doesn't have to be forced to the line because I think that's when our swings get the pushiest. And so I try to stay away from that. So our, our idea is I want to create low-trajectory line drives through the middle of the field because there's a high percentage of hits through the middle of the field. And so that's something that uh, we emphasize every day. And then we get into our gap gap rounds. And so usually it'll be four to five. I, I, I actually do this on purpose now where I say four to five, because if they hit four good swings off and they feel good, get out of the cage. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it's important that they're taking ownership also. And then the last round we'll do a three and sometimes we'll do a, a just a round of one, which is what we call sharks win. Cause I want to put them in an environment where they hit a walk off hit, uh, at least three times a week. That, that would be my goal that they get that, uh, time permits. And so using a reward system too, I think helps during the batting practice of, you know, some of your guys really like to swing. And so when they're, when they're catching fire and driving balls to the big part of the field, I like to keep them in the cage. So now that round of four to five becomes six to seven, which I'm okay with. Uh, I throw, 98% of the baseballs ever thrown on our field uh, in batting practice are thrown by me. I kind of have one of those rubber catcher arms from from my, I guess, I'm, I'm just fortunate and knock on wood, it continues. But I really like coaching the hitter from that viewpoint because that vantage point, I can control the baseball. If he's struggling to uh, drive a ball backside, I can manipulate the ball necessarily not on the black, but put it hopefully more to the white to give them a little bit more of a drivable pitch. Uh, I think it's really important to have a good BP thrower. And I think it's really important to the BP thrower is working with the hitter so that they can execute. So that's, that's sort of like a nutshell of what our batting practice looks like. XBAT has a special offer for our listeners. The XBAT speed trainers powered by driveline baseball are a revolutionary bat speed training system that utilizes a mix of overload and underload weighted training bats to promote bat speed, power, and precision hitting. This month, Axe released their newest training bat, the Axe Long Trainer. The Long Trainer is a 37-inch, 37-ounce training bat that helps high school, college, and pro hitters improve their bat path and increase bat speed. It comes with data-driven training programs from Driveline Baseball for in-season and off-season development. Go to axbat.com and use our code AOTC at checkout to save 10% on your purchase of Axbat training products, including all of the Axbat speed trainers and wood bats. Axbat, your fastest swing starts now. Now, there's there's something that I've been itching to ask you since uh, I discovered it on Twitter in the last week or two, and that is your themed Thursdays. Now, I, I want this to kind of be a compound <laughs> question because I, I love that. But I also, I don't want to end with, with just that. If you've got some other traditions or rituals that, that you guys, that's really unique to you guys. But start us off by talking to us about Theme Thursdays, what those are. And then if you've got anything else that's really cool, if you don't mind sharing that with us too. 
So theme Thursdays are in the spring, you know, to break up the monotony of what practice is. We went to a design practice prior to a series and, and it really, it's, uh, it become theme Thursdays, but it's, it's a PFP drill that's all inclusive of basically every play an infielder and pitcher can, in combination can make, you know, so we end up turning double plays at every single position, you know, including five, four threes and one, you know, one, six threes, you know, and, and then catchers throw to bases. And it's a, it's a really cool drill and it's, it's a compound drill. And it started with, we were going to wear bucket hats. So it was, it was on Thursdays. We allowed them to wear bucket hats, right. You know, thinking that um, it would be a little bit cooler for them uh, from the perspective of the South Florida sun. And so that's how it started. And then, and then we, and then one day we, we came up with a theme and we said, uh, you know, everybody wear like a sports jersey. And so everybody started wearing a sports jersey. So you had football jerseys, basketball jerseys. And we have one guy, especially who really loves the white socks. And I think every single piece of apparel he has is a white socks jersey. So he was <laughs> excited more than anybody. And then it became, it, when it really became a monster was we had a former player. Uh, his name is Justin Garcia and he hit 26 home runs for us in the spring of 2015. And, uh, which is a ridiculous feat uh, in itself. He, he had four through like March 4th and, uh, he hit 22 of them like in the next two months. It was, it was just nuts. Really strong guy and a really unique personality. Um, infectious kid. He talks so much and he's such this big, big personality. And, you know, my goal was always to keep him focused and he and I had our battles. There's no doubt about it, but, um, he's also probably one of the most loyal alumni I've ever, ever had. And I think he's a unique character. And so one day we had the Justin Garcia day at the baseball field. Now he was a professional player with the Houston Astros at the time. And so, um, he was, he was training and our guys all dressed up as Justin and they had been teammates with him. <laughs> and it is just amazing. Like, and so like, He's a big muscular bound dude. And so they wore V-necks and uh, they had, you know, just, just uh, flashy sunglasses on very, yeah, very Miami ish. (laughs) And, um, and we actually filmed it. There's a pretty cool film. Uh, We have a great media guy. His name's Michael Callahan and he has a passion for baseball as well as the media that uh, content that he creates. And, and he came and he highlighted Justin Garcia day and it, it just, it was just epic. Right. And so it really became a thing that they wanted every single week. And so, you know, my, my job, it typically is tasked with creating what the, what the theme is every single week. And so, you know, this year, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, with the masters, we got to do, we did the masters and this is, this is a pretty cool moment is that, um, all our guys were dressed in golf polos and, you know, <laughs> pants and, uh, they filmed, they filmed the funny commercial about like, you know, a tradition like nothing else, uh, with, the masters where one of our players is walking with a, with a golf bag with baseball bats, you know, I like, like yeah. baseball's going on in the background. And then on top of it, we film brownie points every Thursday prior to a series, which brownie points you referred to earlier is, is it's just our series preview and it's become kind of a goofy fun thing. Like where our sports information director and I sit there and they ask questions. So, you know, you'll see all the guys doing our drill work behind us mm-hmm. and they're all on their theme. And I'm telling you, we have the best practices we have all year. It, it are always on Thursdays because the guys get geared up for it. Again, there's an excitement to be at practice, which I think is a very important thing. But a funny story is, so we were doing the master's practice. Former major leader Raul Banyas is a friend of mine and uh, he was coming out to practice because he wanted to, uh, he and I, have been influenced by the same hitting mentor as well as 
a uh, professional personal coach, which is uh, a woman named Kat Crosland, who's the professional life coach, and then as well as Craig Wellbrock, who is a hitting guru. It, the neat thing is, is that he and I have, and then also when I was a player and you know, obviously he was a player at the time. He was in a much longer career than I did, uh, but we trained together. And so we created a friendship and he, he came out to the field to come uh, see some of the drills we were doing because he's helping out at a high school and he, he had some questions for me. And I was like, dude, you need to come just see us train. And I think, I think maybe we can come up with some ideas as to how to help your team. And so he comes out to practice and he comes out there and he's, he thought he was at the wrong thing and like that our practice was canceled because he thought faculty was out there hitting batting practice because oh, everybody's funny. in polos, you know? And so then he, he just, he's watching us. He's like, but man, those are some really good swings for faculty, you know? And so luckily he didn't leave, but he comes over and sees me. I'm in a green master shirt, but you know, it, it's just, I think that, I think that that environment of having theme practices creates a culture of it's okay to have fun at a kid's game. You know, we're, one of my one of my greatest mentors in the game was a guy named Tim Cousins, who was uh, an ABCA speaker this year, and uh, just did a podcast over there on the ABCA podcast. And he, he's uh, a catching uh, for me. He's the best. He, he's the guy that taught me everything I know about catching. Cuz used to say it was a suspended state of adolescence. It was baseball, you know. And I really, it's always stuck with me. And I, I think that you need to realize that we are all just playing a kid's game. Yeah, and. Make it that, make it that environment uh, as much as you can and still demand them to, you know, w- through our drill work, it's not like they get like a free pass because they're in golf pants. You you <laughs> wore the outfit, you know, you need to execute, you know. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, we did a WrestleMania one and the WrestleMania one, um, you know, my biggest thing was, uh, hey, no thongs, okay? Like, you know, you guys can wear Speedos, but no thongs, you know. But uh, I just, I think that, I think that they embrace it. I think uh, when you create, and something that's personal to your program. So it, when you put things out there and the guys really embrace it, it, it's just a cool thing to do, man. So other traditions, other traditions that we've had, I do love freshman karaoke uh, that we do <laughs> on the bus. And uh, sometimes I've been known to, I've been known to get up there and rap after, uh, you know, a big series victory and stuff too. Like uh, they have to sweep for, for me to rap, but uh, you awesome. know, that is something that uh, it's just, again, I, I think that you can't take yourself too seriously. 